Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hello, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip because today we're going to be going back down to the foundations, to the start, to the root, where we look at what it takes to prepare for, sustain, and to survive a reset. Join me as I talk about some of the wisdoms that you can use to get inspired to start preparing yourself for the inevitable and listen to figure out how we can learn from pecan trees. Okay, so guess what? It's going to be good. Join me on the flip and I will see you then. Hey there, thank you so much for joining me on The Flip. Let's go on and get into it. Now, we're going to be talking about how to prepare for the reset. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because whether you know it or not, we have come to that point where the system has become bogged down and it is frozen, for lack of a better term. Just the other day, I was watching the World Economic uh, Forum, and they had a hour and 20 minute online virtual meeting discussion where I was able to watch world leaders uh, talk about how they are going to reset the economy. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, um, Prince Charles is on there, people like the presidents of uh, Microsoft and MasterCard, and then world leaders. They even had, get this, they even had an, uh, a Chinese diplomat on there talking about their stuff. Now, if you'll remember yesterday when I was talking about propaganda, I talked a little bit about uh, what is called um uh, the the different types of offensives. Uh, the charm offensive is what I talked about yesterday. If you haven't uh, listened to that podcast, go check it out. It's a primer on propaganda. And uh, I was like, isn't, it, isn't this something uh, that I was just talking about this yesterday with you all. And today um, I was reminded that there was this forum that uh, was at, that recently happened. So, you know, of course, I go in and I check it out and I rewatch it to make sure I understood what they were talking about. And what I noticed was that these uh, large joggernauts, if you will, of industry were trying to work with global um, influencers uh, by way of countries to come to a way of resetting the economy. And They weren't talking about the usuals of what we would expect. Instead, they were talking about a real reset where they were like, we're going to have to go back to scratch. We're going to have to, you know, figure out, uh, do we use 
capitalism in the sense that we know it now? Do we even look at resources the way we look at them now? And so for them, nothing was out of um, off the table. And I kept looking to see, you know, who was represented, of course, the, the people in Geneva, uh, where the World Economic Council um, uh, lives or is housed, if you will, uh, were running uh, the meeting. And I, uh, they even had representatives from Africa. And, and as I said before, our representative was the president of Microsoft. I was like, isn't that something, you know, Bill Gates, anybody? Uh, <laughs> but uh, what I wanted to say was looking at it and my takeaway from it was they are not concerned about uh, Joe Q Public. They have just said, we need a reset, so we're going to make it happen. Now, the good thing is, is they are making um, this information available to those who have the common sense to go look for it, because I, I, and I'm pretty sure you have, I've been looking to see what are those with a lot of power. You know, we've talked about the different levels of wealth and power, and I wanted to know on that level what's going on because we are uh, plus three plus three months in to um, life as we know it having been changed. And of course, I was not disappointed. I am starting to see a lot of different um, power structures forming and trying to figure out where do we go from here. So I wanted to just let you know that because whether you realize it or not, we are now in the reset time. Uh, if you've ever had um, a situation with a, one of your, your pieces of technology where it gets stalled, maybe you're like me and you love to have too many tabs open to the point where it just stalls out. And where, and, and if you keep pushing and, and, and banging and patting and conjoling, it's finally going to either give you that blue screen of death or it's going to say that you're, you've run out of memory or uh, in processing or reboot. And so that's where we are now. So I wanted to give you a quick little 20 minutes, if you'll allow me, a little over 20 minutes, to give you some things to think on and to start working on. Because I can't give you a specific plan uh, to reemerge out of the reset. But what I can do is give you some of the wisdom smacks to get you inspired in the, in the right direction. So the first thing I want to say is this, and that is that when you are, quote unquote, rebooted, reset. You lose a lot of what you were accustomed to and what made your life run smoothly. A reset, a default setting, factory settings, whatever you want to call it, it is always going to be where it is functional, but it is not made for the customizable. So the first thing I need to impress upon you is that you're going to have to learn how to endure and be willing to reestablish all those things in your life that made your life run smoothly. You see, a reset is, is for the betterment of something, but it strips away all of the unnecessary. It takes it down to the bare minimum. And you already know this. But when it is happening to your life, it's very painful, it's disconcerting, confusing, and frustrating. And so I wish I could tell you, oh, this is going to be nice. No, I'm trying to tell you as much as possible. Look for some very frustrating times ahead because when you go back 
and you have to start rebuilding things, one of the things you can't do is you can't rebuild the same faults and flaws as you did before. Because on the reset, oh, it's like, mm -mm, that's not allowed. And can you guys tell I've had many issues with technology where I've messed up something? I've gotten the dreaded, this file is corrupted. Basically, mm -mm, that's what's got you into this trouble before. Get a new file. And that's what's going to happen to a lot of us. You're going to get to that point where you got to, quote unquote, get a new file. And that means that you're going to have to build it. So we have to get used to having endurance and stamina to sustain ourselves. So the next, so, so part of that, not the next thing, but part of that is to strengthen your concept and your expectations of being in this for the long haul. There is a way to have uh, an ability to uh, almost su success proof your journey if you change to a long haul and a long game. The funny thing is, is when we were looking at that particular, um, when I was looking at, excuse me, that particular forum, the uh, World Economic Forum, many of them said, we will have to have a new long-term plan. They kept saying it over and over. And I was like, okay, take heed. And I will tell you, some of the things that I've had to learn in the recent is that we have swiftly, and it's funny, they were swift. We have swiftly moved from uh, first mover's advantage and quick and fast to where now the first movers not only get shot, they get assassinated. They get put out of here because no longer will the um, move and then let it work work anymore. And that is because when you have this, this reset, you have to get to foundation, fundamental, basic, and patience. I'm going to say that again. You have to return to the building the foundation, relearning or finally learning the fundamentals, understanding the basics, and employing a lot of patience. And it doesn't feel good. It doesn't make it seem like you'll ever get anything done. But lo and behold, you get to the point where you're able to start to get some traction. But this is after many, many, you know, years, if you will. And so now, instead of thinking in months, we're now having to look at thinking in decades. And it doesn't feel good, but this is part of that frustration that I'm talking about. And so and in, in building the power of endurance to have that stamina, you're having to, we are having to understand that we have to forego ease and pleasure in the short run so that we can have it in the long run. Uh, one of the things that I have been seeing over and over again, like even in the way I'm writing books now, it's like, oh, I can't believe I'm back to doing this. But going back to reestablish firm foundations, re-up and strengthen my fundamentals, and getting back to the basics is truly requiring that I have patience, but the product and the process is stronger for it. And I've also had to learn this, 
that by foregoing that ease, that pleasure, and that smoothness of, you know, having all of those old processes running that used to just, you know, run, now that we're in this a different time, different rules, whether you want to realize it or acknowledge them or not, it is causing me to not cannibalize my future for trying to take my seat now. Now, I've mentioned this in a, a different podcast, but in this particular time, everything that you gain, whether it is tangible financials and, and those types of things, or if it is um, mental or, or spiritual or whatever, it needs to be recognized for what it is. It's a seed. It is not your reward. And that's real hard when, say, for instance, you're used to living at a certain amount of income. And you're like, okay, I've gotten it down to the bare minimums. This is this is my income. But then the reset happens and the reset says, uh, no, you can live off of 40% of that. And you're like, what? You guys, this is what I'm talking about. I am talking about going back and understanding that whether you realize it or not, in some areas and maybe in a lot of areas, there is an austerity plan that is about to come forward. And if you want to do yourself a favor, just Google austerity plan and check out. It's going to send you right over to, to, to our cousins over there in Germany. And the austerity plan that they had to work through after World War II and how, because of that austerity plan, they have emerged over the last 50 years as the leaders because they did all of this stuff that I'm talking about. They started building that power, that muscle, and that skill of endurance. They started to success-proof their future by learning to forego the early, easy pleasure and by learning to not cannibalize their seed in the now. And I want to just say this, that with getting ready for a reset, it will be disorienting. It will be like you feel like you're being punished. You will suffer some loss in many areas that you didn't even perceive that you were vulnerable to, to uh, lose. It will be um, a great shift in your life. And so I don't know um, how to specifically tell you about that part, except to say that you're going to need to give yourself some space, some time, and a whole lot of commitment to stay the course. I want to bring up uh, a famous quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and I've said it before, but this quote, every time I read it and just even think on it a little bit, it shakes me to my core. Because it is, it's chilling in its accuracy. And it goes like this. He says, nature has made up its mind. What cannot defend itself shall not be defended. And I think about that. And I think about, you know, the normal, like when you're gardening. And I'm not a gardener. I, I want to be, but I'm not. Uh, and I think about the difference between your perennials and your annuals and uh, your one-hit wonders, you know, of, uh, of, of, of seed and, and soil and all of this. And I have talked about different types of trees and woods on different podcasts. And today is like those days, I want us to consider the the law of nature. 
where it says this, what cannot defend itself shall not be defended. And I want to consider the pecan tree. Now, the pecan, some people call it pecan. I can't stand that. I say pecan. Uh, being, you know, being raised in Louisiana, we have them all over. And if you ever want to get a lesson on how to prepare for a reset, how to uh, understand how to return to the basics, look at the growth, the lifespan of a pecan tree. And a pecan tree to me is very powerful because, first of all, it has a lifespan of 300 plus years, three centuries plus. It hits maturity somewhere between 20 and 25 years. And on top of that, it takes anywhere from six to 10 years before it starts to give its first fruit. And the pecan in trying to understand and get your mind around what it's going to take for us in this reset. Think about the fact that a lot of people uh, when uh, from the area that I grew up, a lot of people when they would have a child, grandchild or whatever, they would plant a nut tree or a fruit tree. And a lot of times in my area, it was going to be something like a pecan tree, walnut tree or pomegranate tree or something like that, that would thrive in our in in, in our uh, environment. And that tree was planted as a wisp. That's what it's called when it's uh, a little bit of a sapling. It's a wisp. Um, and it grew with the child. It had an actual uh, juvenile period, just like the child such that when the child got to be around 10 or so, the first fruits would start to bloom. And that's when a lot of people would start to teach them how to start taking care of the tree. You see, a pecan tree requires a lot of water. And that's why it grows so well in the South where we have the marshes, we have uh, a high water table where those roots can get down in there because a mature uh, tree requires upwards of a thousand gallons of water a week. And you can't just go out there with a little hose and just water it every day to give it what it needs. So it has to have uh, soil that will support it uh, because they also grow very wide and strong and they provide a lot of shade. I could just go on and on. But what I want you to understand is just like the pecan tree, when you consider this reset and you understand that the pendulum has swung from the quick fixes to the long hauls, you need to know that you are not going to fail if you don't see results in the next few years, think more in terms of decades instead of days. I wish I could make this sound really sexy and really exciting, but y'all, sometimes wisdom just has to come down your street and give it to you straight and raw. And understand that these long processes require education. I wanted to talk a little bit about this part. And the reason why is because when I was working on today's uh, podcast, as Wisdom had led me to work on it a few days ago, I was like, how in the world is, is someone supposed to be able to do this? And Wisdom wants you to know that this is the time 
for you to not teach yourself things. Instead, you need to educate yourself on things. Now, you may be saying, Michelle, that's semantics. Isn't that the same thing? Kind of, sort of. You see, all teachers are, uh, can be educators, I want to say, but not all educators are teachers. And what I mean by that is that teachers are people who are able to train you and they're able to give you or uh, help you with learning information, especially for specific things and skills and concentrations. So teachers are there to instruct you on how to do something. They are really good at teaching you recipe, rote behavior, steps, and the like. Whereas educators are those who are going to be able to have educare, which is the Latin, meaning to bring forth, to bring out, and to lead. Think of an educator. Let's just even, I I hope this reference sticks, but Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid, when he educated that young man, he was not teaching him uh, steps and chops and moves. Instead, he was bringing forth from within him that young man's ability to memorize movements so that they became instinctual and subconscious to the point where even though the young man thought he was not being taught, he was truly being educated. And how this relates in our life with how to prepare for the reset and not even just prepare for it, how to survive it. Because there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be forced, kicking and screaming to go into the reset and they're not going to know how to handle it. And they're going to be discombobulated. They're going to lash out. And they, unfortunately, are going to be the ones who are going to uh, burn out and not, not make it. So understanding how to start educating yourself means that you need to start making sense of your new environment. Now, I've talked about this process a, a, a little a while ago, and I'm going to bring it back up again. And it's a process that I learned uh, in project management, and it's called uh, the Conifin Sensemaking Framework. And Conifin, if you want to look it up, is spelled C-Y-N-E-F-I-N, but it's pronounced Conifin because it's a Welsh word. And what it does is, is it takes an, a, a scan of a new environment And it's a way to make sense of it instead of trying to problem solve it or make it bend to your will. And so the way it's set up is this. This is the concept that in the newness, there is disorder. Does this sound familiar? Think about chaos and how we've been talking about that. And when you are in a new sense of an environment, the middle point of where you find yourself is disorder. Now, there can be four different possibilities that are happening in your new environment. And this uh, framework uh, presents presents them as chaotic, obvious, complicated, and complex. Now, that is simply to say, if the way to get to make sense of your new environment is obvious, then it's going to uh, have you work in that kind of way. So if you're if you're in a new environment 
and you've got to start over. Say you've hit the reset, which we are going to, whether we want to or not. And the way for you to regain and do is obvious. That means that you're going to fall into a sense of best practices. That's where you're going to have your order, your recipes, your step actions, and they're going to work for you. Okay. But if every time you try to treat something as if it's obvious and it bounces back and it's like, no, you're trying to make this too simple, then that means that you're in a complicated environment. And that means that you're going to have to try to hodgepodge, put things together and look for a good way of doing something. Meaning you're going to have to pull from here and pull from there and maybe over there and maybe go have to get some help from someone else. But that's what how you're going to have to make sense of your world. So what if you find that everything is just chaotic? There's no rhyme or reason to it at all. That means that you're going to have to allow the environment to teach you. And I'm going to go on and cut to the chase and tell you guys that the reset that we're going to be in, most of us are going to find ourselves in the chaotic. We're going to have to observe, be teachable. And that's why I'm talking about foundation, fundamental, basic, and patience, because we're going to find ourselves in the chaotic. That means we're going to have to act, sense, respond and learn and interact. And then once we start interacting with trial fail cycles, which, you know, try, you're going to fail, then we're going to have to figure that out of what do we do next? How do we uh, move in a new way? Because like I said before, nothing, (laughs) nothing is uh, going to be the same. And so understanding this and, and getting to the point where you can now educate yourself. That's why I'm using this term. And that's why wisdom, the wisdom smack was, you can't teach yourself this. This is not going to be an obvious way out. This is not going to be where it says just a step action, one, two, three, A, B, C, D. It's not going to be that way. Up is going to equal down sideways and to the left. And so because we're going to be in this chaotic environment, when we get out of things, We have to become self-educators, which means we're going to have to figure out a way to bring from within, groom it, grow it, and then be able to to lead with it. And I want to say this, that in this particular time, you're going to have to lead and not follow. And when I say lead and not follow, I mean lead yourself. And the reason why you're going to have to lead yourself is because No one is going to be able to tell you what to do because everybody is going to be trying to work the same way, trying to figure it out. And because we're trying to figure it out, it means that everyone's energy is is and should be concentrated on themselves and their families. And so it's going to be kind of scary for a lot of people because freedom is scary. Freedom uh, requires that you take a lot of risk. Freedom requires that you take a lot of responsibility for if things don't work. And freedom can be very frightful for people when they finally realize that. Uh, You're not going to be able to look at your world leaders or your governmental leaders for the most part. They are going to be there. But like I said, everybody's going to be trying to trying to figure this out. And after a few try-fail cycles of depending on others and it not getting you anywhere or causing you harm, you're going to fess up uh, t- you know, to yourself and say, you know what, I've got to do this. This has got to be something that I have to do. And I wish I could tell you it's going to 
work overnight. Mm -mm. You're going to have to think in decades and not days. The things that you do today are not going to readily show themselves for years. Remember, we're going to be like pecan trees now because it's going to take some time (laughs) for us to be able to not only find our bearings, but find the new way and the new existence of living. Now, back to this Conifin sense-making framework. Remember, I said that there are four different ways, right? And we're most of us are going to find ourselves in the territory of the chaotic, where nothing makes sense and there is no precedent for what we have uh, to go through. And so we're going to have to start educating ourselves, building and bringing forth new foundations, new fundamentals, going back to the basics to get it right and having a lot of patience to try and fail. Because, I mean, the try-fail cycle, because after we get the chaotic to a point where we can stabilize and find our footing, we're still not going to be able to go to best practices, which is the obvious way. Mm -mm. After that, usually what ends up happening is, is once you fix the chaos, then you move to the complex. And the complex is where this whole reset is going to make or break a lot of people. And that's because, and y'all, let me hurry up because we've got only a few minutes to talk about this. That is where you're going to have to increase your risk tolerance to probe and sense and try and uh, fail even more, put more on the line, put more of your neck on the line to go into uh, new areas and new realms. For a lot of people, this is going to look like having to go back and retrain yourself for a completely different career or livelihood. For other people, this is going to require you to leave the family that was toxic and that you all are no good for each other. And you're going to finally realize that. For some others, it's going to require you to take a hard look at those toxic things about yourself that caused you to ostracize people now that the need for them to kowtow to you has been removed, meaning they don't work for you anymore or you don't have the position in uh, a corporation that you used to have. And now you find yourself uh, back equal with everyone else. And for others, well, most of us, I'll say. It's going to be a huge status shift where a lot of people's statuses are going to be made equitable and even equal with other people that they never considered that they would have to have equal status with. It's going to be a lot of humble pie that's going to have to be eaten and consumed. (laughs) And there's going to have to be a lot of eye-opening moments where we get real with each other and we get real with ourselves because in the reset, we go back to foundations, the fundamentals, getting back to the basics and having a whole bunch of patience. So I want you guys to challenge yourself to start looking at what happens if your entire life gets put back to the factory reset. What if what you're used to is never more? And you now find that everybody is starting at the, the, the starting line and that everybody has to rerun. And uh, the things that you used to do to get ahead, the back doors, the shortcuts, they've been disabled. So understand that you got to have the power of endurance and a long game. My time is up, y'all. I thank you for yours. Bye. <laughs> 
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.